Secretary of the Army, the following general officer is retired. General Mark A. Milley. Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley has officially retired after holding the military's top job for the last four years and spending more than four decades serving the country. Just last hour, General Milley passed the baton to his new replacement, General C.Q. Brown, during a special farewell ceremony at the Pentagon. Milley's retirement comes after a tumultuous tenure that spanned some of the most chaotic political moments of the Trump administration. During his speech, the general appeared to take a shot at the former president. Listen to this. We don't take an oath to a wannabe dictator. We don't take an oath to an individual. We take an oath to the Constitution, and we take an oath to the idea that it's America, and we're willing to die to protect it. General Milley helped steer the country through the January 6th attack on the Capitol, the chaotic U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the high-stakes maneuvering around the war in Ukraine. President Biden honored the general, calling him a leader of great strength. And, Brianna, we should note those comments from General Milley about a wannabe dictator come as his former boss is really criticizing him pretty openly. Yeah, no doubt. In fact, as General Milley retires, he may have the distinction of being the first chairman of the Joint Chiefs seen off with violent threats from a former commander-in-chief, Donald Trump, of course, here. Milley telling 60 Minutes this weekend that he's had to take security measures to protect his family. As much as these comments are directed at me, it's also directed at the institution of the military. Um, and there's, there's 2.1 million of us in uniform. And, and the American people can take it to the bank that all of us, every single one of us, from private to general, we're loyal to that Constitution and we'll never turn our back on it no matter what, no matter what the threats, uh, no matter what the humiliation, no matter what. Are you worried about your safety? I've got adequate safety precautions. I, I wish those comments had not been made, but they were, and we'll take appropriate measures to ensure my safety and the safety of my family. So here are the comments that Milley is referring to. It's a post from Trump saying that Milley's calls with his Chinese counterpart in the final days of his administration were an action so egregious that in the past they would have been punishable by death. According to multiple sources, mind you, these were calls where in part Milley sought to calm his counterpart in China by reassuring him that the U.S. was not considering an attack on China. Sources say there were 15 people on these video calls. And Trump is saying that Milley should have been killed for them, quote, in times gone by. Well, this is the violent rhetoric that Trump and also his allies have become known for. The most famous example, of course, being this one on January 6th, 2021. We fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Let's have trial by combat. We all know what happened after that. 114 police officers injured. One police officer died the day after the attack. Four have died by suicide in the aftermath. And four of Trump's supporters died, including one shot by Capitol Police while at the front of a mob of people climbing through the shattered window of a door just feet from where lawmakers were sheltering in place. Before January 6th, Trump's violent rhetoric was long criticized for what it might inspire, but after January 6th, it was no longer an exercise in hypotheticals. Kelly Meggs, a member of the far-right Oath Keepers group convicted of seditious conspiracy for his role in the attack on the Capitol, wrote two weeks before the insurrection, 
Trump said it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. He wants us to make it wild. That's what he's saying. He called us all to the Capitol and wants us to make it wild. Sir, yes, sir. So we all know the stakes. Trump knows the stakes. They're sky high. And yet Trump is undeterred, repeatedly threatening those who he perceives to be his enemies. Like the prosecutors and the judges involved in the four indictments that he is now facing, there's Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis, who is trying Trump for alleged election interference in Georgia. She says that she and her staff have received violent and racist threats. Judge Tanya Chutkin presiding over Trump's federal election interference case. She has security because she's received death threats. And then there's Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who is trying Trump for his alleged hush money payments to an adult film star. Trump has reposted a picture of himself with a baseball bat next to Trump's, or pardon me, next to Bragg's head. It's not very subtle here. And the judge in this case, in this Manhattan case, has warned Trump through his attorneys, quote, not to make any statements that would incite any violence or threats against any officials. And in 2022, when Senate Republicans joined Senate Democrats in a vote, a pretty simple one to keep the government open, Trump said that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell had a death wish. If you listen to people from the Trump White House, they'll tell you the violence is the point. It is the feature, not the bug. Here's what Cassidy Hutchinson, former aide to Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, told my colleague Jake Tapper just this week. Donald Trump knows the impact of his words. So when he, on January 6th, when he wanted to go to the Capitol, everything, that, that was intentional. The Mark Milley tweet that you earlier mentioned from this past weekend, he knows the impact that those words will have. He knows that people will come out and be violent against these people, yeah. and that's what he wants. It's intentional, she says. That's what he wants.